This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Here we go again. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. Cut, cut. Fuck all that. Y'all know what time it is. It's your boy back with another rendition of you know what. These motherfuckers come to my show last week and they just, they, they want to crash my shit. They want to bum rush my shit. Uh-uh. What they don't know is this is my show. Fuck the pro wrestling shoot. It's time for Trill Talk, baby. That's it. In the in the words of your favorite little short, fat, bow leg wrestler, drink it in, man. <laughs> That's right. I'm back. And hey, I know some of you motherfuckers might not know who I am because the fucking rating show that a lot of you motherfuckers just don't have the patience. To sit through that snooze fest of a show that Jesse and James got going on. So, let me introduce myself. Just allow me to introduce myself. It's your boy Trill. And despite like my tone, despite my 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 upbeat tone right now, I'm fucking pissed. Last week, these motherfuckers came to my show. On my fucking turf. And they they tried to fucking... I don't know what the fuck. They tried to cause an uproar or something. What, th- what those motherfuckers don't know is that this is all my shit. Like, you people, y'all rock with me. <laughs> so what? That shit that they did, that shit ain't going over, man. That, that's not going over. These two motherfuckers come to my show looking busted as fuck. This motherfucker, Jesse comes up in here with his with his Hulkamania bandana on. This motherfucker, James, got his got his tight ass white beater with some fucking tight ass skinny jeans. And I know you motherfuckers saw it when he got up, when I tossed his punk ass up out of here. When he got up, his fucking ass is showing. Looks like he got a fucking thong on the last thing this motherfucker needs to fucking do when he's coming to talk shit to me is fucking show his ass and looks like he got a pair of orange drawers on the ass out. Like, bruh, like, you motherfuckers, like, get a life because the network knows who the fuck is bringing in the fucking ratings. The network knows who the fuck the people are tuning in to listen to, and, and, I mean, there's just nothing you motherfuckers can do about it, you know what I'm saying, just, I mean, like, you, you motherfuckers, you, you, you kill me, <laughs> you fucking kill me, I know some people thought I was gonna get on here and talk about wrestling, and I'm gonna talk about that later in the show, because today, this, this whole thing is me. There ain't going to be no Jesse or no James today. 
I done took this motherfucker over. <laughs> so, so get ready, man. I'm gonna talk my shit all fucking show. All right. <clears throat> hold on. What? What? What the fuck? Just hold on. What the fuck you mean we're losing signal, man? Hold on. Well, fucking get it back. What the? F- well, man, what the fuck do I pay you for, man? Move over. Hold on. Hello. Ted. Yo, we got the feedback. We got that feedback. We did. We did. Oh, I, yeah. I, we're we're live. Hey, yo, yo. This is Jesse well, Carter. Join with me as always, James Pinar Jr. And you are listening to the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Fuck you, Chris Williams. This is our fucking show. You ain't going to determine what the fuck we are playing and what you guys are hearing as the listeners. We don't give a shit about Trill Talk, man. Don't fucking interrupt our episode. Yeah, you're not interrupting the dirt. Everyone's favorite, so fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck you, Chris Williams. You're going to have a good time. You know what? We're going to call this motherfucker right now. I bet he's struggling right now just to even get this feedback. Let's go ahead and leave him a little... I hope he answers. I hope this motherfucker answers. Yeah, let's see what he does. Fucking asshole. Fuck it, I'll leave him a message. How many times is this phone going to ring? Pick it up. What's up, ladies? You know who it is. It's your boy, Mr. Loverman. Trills what himself. I'm not in right now, but leave me a hot message. And I'll hit you back so I can hit you from the back. What the fuck is going on with this guy? You know what I'm saying? Yo, hey, Chris, what's going on, buddy? You trying to fucking get our feedback or what? Hey, fuck you, man, and fuck fuck Trill Talk and fuck Chris Williams. Fuck everything that is you. I ain't dealing with this shit. I hope you have a good time trying to get this feedback. Good luck, bitch. Fuck Bob. Yeah, fuck you. That felt good. I felt good. Yeah, feels, feels nice for once. Anyway, uh, how was your week, James? Dude, it was good. Um, actually, just coming off of fi- uh, I was about to say Final Fantasy, Fantasy Football. Now I'm in the finals. Um, <laughs> when the fuck did you ever play Final Fantasy, dude? Probably long ass time ago. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, good weekend. You know, just came off of a Christmas party. Um, whatnot. We got Christmas around the corner, as you guys will hear this. Christmas will be already being passed. We're gonna be yeah. No, we actually years. have uh 2022 around the corner as they're hearing this. Yeah, it's um, dude, it time has flown by. Like, I can't believe it's already going to be twenty twenty two. Can you believe it? It's it's crazy. Like one moment it's January, now it's fucking December. It is crazy, man. It's it's it just shows you how how much this fucking virus is really taken out of us to have these two years fly by. I dude, I started this podcast in twenty twenty because there was nothing to do wrestling wise um for the community 
So I was like, ah, fuck it, dude. I think now's the better time than any to start a podcast. People were bored. There's nothing to do. Uh, and then we built a listenership, you know, thank you to everybody that, that listens every single week to the pro wrestling yep. shoot and yep, they shout didn't, out. and they didn't start listening to the show because of fucking trail talk. It was all because of us. Um, I appreciate every single one of you guys and please send your, uh, hate tweets to, uh, at trilliums. Uh, what's, what's, what's this fucking Twitter tag? Um, oh, hell it's been a long I'll time. Look up right um, now so you can send your hate tweets and tell them how much fucking Twitter or uh, <laughs> Twitter trilliums fucking sucks. I think it's at. Oh trilliums. yeah, it's at trilliums. It's at trilliums, right? With a Z at trilliums. Yeah, all lowercase T R I L L I A M Z. Yeah, A M Z. There you go. At trilliums, send all your hate tweets over there. Tell them how much Trill Talk fucking sucks and how much WWE sucks for the most part. Amen. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I just want to, you know, thank everybody that has tuned into this podcast. Um, and even though we took that long break, you know, when I was um, searching for a new home in the process of buying a new home and selling my old home, um, you guys still came back and listened every single week. So for that, man, I am highly appreciative james is highly appreciative um let's fucking rock 2022 man and and have some cool shit coming on after uh all of our what if series is done we are going to start a new season season four um this season will be a short season a, a 14 week season and yeah then we're going to be on to to season four and on to different things are you excited for that james I am. 2022 is the new year. It's, uh, you know, new accomplishments on the way, new resolutions, or even, I don't know if people still do that crap still, but... Um, I sure as fuck don't. You know, because <laughs> most of the time they're going to get broken. Um, I do have a resolution, man. I, 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 I plan to take the podcast to further heights, as you would say, man, I mean, this this year alone, we signed with a network. We got fucked over by a network. We have we have added a couple new members to the podcast. Shout out to Michael Martinez. He hasn't uh, he, he he is uh, going through some personal stuff in his life, and we're giving him his his space for that. Um, but he is definitely in our hearts, and we wish him well. Uh, shout out to him, man. Good friend. Uh, I still hang out with him all the time. Um, he just, uh, isn't in the mood to record right now, man. So shout out to him. And, you know, I would say shout out to Chris Williams for being a part of the show, but all he's done has been a fucking burden to us ever since he's, he's broken in on the scene. But, um, yeah, I mean, the podcast has done good stuff, man. We're sponsoring a wrestling event first thing in 2022. So yeah, yeah that's a big thing. I'm excited for that. It's in uh two months, a little over two months or somewhere around the corner so it's uh yeah it's about two actually it's two months exactly two, yeah two months exactly which is uh which is crazy to think about so um yeah expect a lot of new content coming up guys a lot of new segments 2022 is going to be another fantastic year and see what the wrestling world produces yeah and if you guys have any suggestions on what you would like to hear in uh season season four of the pro wrestling shoot it's fucking weird for me to even say season four it's crazy man i mean we have had a we had a long season one 
We had a rather short season two, and we're going to have a 14-week season three. But uh, still, it's still weird for me to say season four. <laughs> it just feels like <laughs> I've been doing this a lot longer than I have. But I've been having fun, man. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions on what you'd like to do um, uh, series-wise in season four, please uh, shoot us a DM or uh, tweet us at TPWS Podcast on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Um, that's pretty much what I got. Guys, I understand that we haven't done a YouTube video in a couple of weeks. So I know excuses, excuses, but check it out, man. I am redoing my entire studio right now. James, as you can see on the video, <laughs> my walls are fucking blank. <laughs> I yeah, have, it, I have nothing in refreshed, here. Refresh yeah. stuff for 2022. So yeah, you know. yeah. I, I plan on hanging up a pro wrestling shoot banner in here and putting some good uh, acoustic foam up. Some some really colorful acoustic foam, along with uh, hanging up some some good res- wrestling memorabilia that I have, uh, all my autographs and stuff. It's all going to be placed. My wall's going to be covered, and I'm getting new lighting in here, dude. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, and uh, I know we're dragging this a little longer. How was your weekend? I know you asked me about mine. How was how's yours going? Uh, it fucking sucked, dude. The Seahawks are out of the fucking playoffs. <laughs> like, um. I don't know how many, I mean, look, I'm still a Seahawks fan and I still love Russell Wilson, but dude, something has to fucking happen with this coaching staff. I don't know what's going on. I love Pete Carroll too, man, but maybe he's just a little bit, uh, out of the loop and pulling a Vince McMahon or something. I don't know what he's got going on, but <laughs> Vince McMahon and Pete uh, Carroll, I'm just tired of seeing the it's same plays from the Seahawks. I mean, if, if, if the shit is broke, fix it. You know what I mean? We're not in a situation where it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> this is definitely broken. We need an offensive line. Um, we need to start making shorter passes. I know this is easy for me to sit here and be a fucking armchair quarterback, but this is just what I'm observing, man. Like I'd like to see Russell Wilson get rid of that ball a lot quicker than he is. He's going for these long passes when he is doing passing plays, and he's getting fucking sacked like every time, dude. So it's just... Uh, I don't. I'm I, I'm frustrated. I wish you wouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, different story here. My Saints obviously shut out the um, the Bucks. Tom Brady. He hasn't been shut out since 2006. So that was a big accomplishment. It helped me win my fantasy too. So uh, uh, very excited for that. I actually got a bet with the Miami Dolphins fan in our league, which I'm going to, up against in the finals. So uh, there you go, man. Not, not very often do we have football talk on the pro wrestling shoot, but this is happening right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, man. Pete I mean, Carol and Vince McMahon, the comparison I've never heard. <laughs> hey, Hey dude. Well, you know, when Look, and I like call- Pete. I like Pete. So yeah, no, I've, Pete's great. Dude. Since I college, I was, I was a big fan of his. Yeah. I love Pete Carroll. I love his energy. I, I love, I love his attitude. I, I love Pete Carroll, man. He's a fucking awesome coach. He's fun to watch on the field. He's fun to watch get hyped up. He's fun to watch get pissed off. Like, all of it, dude. Everything about around it. It's going to be sad to see the day that see, the Seahawks don't have Pete Carroll. But at the same time, um, I mean, if Pete Carroll is going to stay, then we need to change some stuff. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't care if he stays, but we definitely need to stop doing this the same same style of football that we did when we had the Legion of Boom because the Legion of Boom is far past. <laughs> yeah, the, now, yeah, you guys keep getting called the Legion of No Boom, so it's uh 
hey, time times change. Some you know that's how it is. Sometimes you have your ups, sometimes you have your downs in football, and it's been a crazy year in football in general. So um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, dude. But uh, without further ado, man, I mean, let's kick this shit off with the dirt with James Pinard Jr. James, what do you got for us this week, dude? Oh man, so the newest WWE shirt. If you have not, if anybody here has not seen it, um, more Roman Reigns WWE shots. So they came up with a T-shirt, and it says Needle Mover with the Roman Reigns logo on the bottom. Love with, it. Like blood on it, and it has like four tiers: Jobber, Mid Carter, Main Eventer, Main Eventer, and Tribal Chief. <laughs> I um, love that shit, dude. It's so good. And this is actually to reference when Roman was talking about CM Punk when he had his interview with uh, Ariel Hawani, um, and this was like when Punk was going to AEW possibly. And his quote, his uh, quote was, "When it comes down to it, CM Punk was not as good at or as over as Cena, wasn't as good or as over or moved the needle like The Rock." And of course, that led to um, Matt Riddle replying that Reigns does not move the needle. And here we are with a T-shirt. Who replied and, to that? Uh, excuse me, uh, who, who? Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle said got, that he that Roman he Reigns is not moving. Yeah, he got yep he got heat for that backstage, which Matt Riddle doesn't really give a rat's ass. <laughs> I um, love Matt Riddle, and dude. I'm not gonna lie. After I saw this shirt, I believe you posted it in our group chat. Yeah, and uh, I'm not gonna lie. I might just I might be interested just to buy that shirt. That would I be the bought... only Roman Reigns shirt that I'd get. I actually like that head of the table, the original. Uh, head I used of the to table. have the Shield shirts, and then the fact that they put Jobber on a T-shirt. I don't recall. I mean, maybe Job Squad was like the closest thing that I can remember yeah. referencing a Jobber, but this and the needle mover thing. I don't know if this is a Vince McMahon thing. I don't know who decided to go with this, but I'm pretty sure it's a hot seller. It has to be. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's a fucking fire t-shirt, dude. I actually like that shit. And it's very basic. And it's like, I don't know if AEW is going to respond with this and do something back. Or I, I don't know. But um, it, it's a brilliant shirt. I would buy it. Um, it's really just, if we've noticed it, Roman always takes shots at WWE. Or, I mean, AEW. AEW, yeah. <laughs> well, it's because Roman Reigns is the top guy in WWE. You know what I mean? He's got he's to gotta hold down the fort. Um, I actually like it, dude. And Roman Reigns, he, you know, he is he, he is moving the needle, I feel like, in WWE. He, we haven't seen anybody this this hot in a long time. I mean, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of ironic that WWE <laughs> tried to push this guy for so long to be that needle mover and the fans just were not having it. But now that, you know, they're letting him be him. I, I like this so much better, dude. He needs to never change this ever. He needs to always be the tribal chief. Yeah. It just took a simple, just simple ingredients being heel, having, obviously he had terrible mic skills. So they put probably the best manager in the history of wrestling on there. Um, Paul Heyman, and you team him up with the Usos, which obviously makes sense with the bloodline. He's adopting his, you know, the tribal, and uh, it's it's brilliant. I'm still expecting a little bit more. I'm still waiting till the day they bring Naomi into the mix. Um, but it's it's brilliant. It's I don't think they're gonna. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't know because you know it would be so interesting enough. Like the, I've, I've, maybe you have seen it, like when Naomi was getting buried, people wanted her 
on the top. They had her trending say Naomi deserves a push. Naomi doesn't deserve this because um, she's a brilliant wrestler. I thought she was. And yeah. uh, they, I think they had her feuding with the GM, which is uh, Sonny Deville. They I still don't know. do. She's still feuding. Yeah, yeah, I really think it's going to – I don't know. They need to do something with her. She hasn't done that. Put her in a, Put her in the faction. I, I think that Naomi's promos are are cringe. Very, very cringe. But, I can't stand her you know, promos. But it's, she's it's, she's fantastic in the ring, though. Fantastic in the ring. Um, do something different with her. Put her with Roman and the Usos. See what that leads to. I mean, if you have Roman being champion, you have the Usos being tag champions, would it hurt if they had a women's champion in their group? I don't know. And then Heyman possibly just talking for her. It might just boost her up. So, yeah, but, um, I mean it's 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 possible. It, it is possible, and I don't know, man. We'll see. We're, we'll see where it goes. I don't think that Naomi needs it right now. I, I I sure as hell don't think that the bloodline needs it right now. I think the bloodline is is fantastic the way that they are. So uh, we'll see what happens. But the needle mover shirt, awesome idea. I'm just curious if AEW is going to respond with something back with like CM Punk, and maybe like I I don't know what shirt they would come out with this. Maybe something with needle as well, just to combat it. I don't know. I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure it'll happen. What else you got for us, man? Uh, what else we have here is um, due to the pandemic that's still going on, of course, which is never leaving us. Um, we possibly might have AEW and WWE going back to Florida, the Thunderdome coming back, and AEW possibly going back to Daly's place due to the Omicron variant. Um, it's from what I'm seeing. It's at least in the sports world. It's getting affected that much. I don't know if they're going to go through this. Um, which, of course, they've, you know, in a way, it kind of prepared these companies. It kind of prepared these companies in a situation we've never seen them in, and they they both did brilliant. I'm going to give them that. I just don't know if they're serious about this, but there is rumors that they will be going back to that regiment if things get worse. So uh, I I know I'm going to have mixed feelings for it. I'm pretty sure you'll have the same reaction. I, I hope not, man. I, I I just don't see how this country can withstand any more shutdown type things to happen, especially when it comes to these events. You know, we're finally pumping money back into the economy with these events. Um, I just, I I don't see how this is going to help anything. Um, they have the vaccines out. If you haven't got vac- vaccinated and, and you're worried about catching this variant, then go get vaccinated. I mean, it's that simple. And if you don't want to get vaccinated, then stop your bitching. <laughs> that's, that's all I can say. I mean, it's it's really, you know, I, I am pro-choice when it comes down to it. I think that, you know, you should you should go get vaccinated. That's my, that's my feeling. But at the same time, um, I don't feel like it should be forced on anybody, but you know, that's, that's my own personal opinion. I I'm sure that, you know, that'll get heat from a lot of people that, <laughs> that listen that are pro vaccination and that's fine. You know what I mean? Um, you know, all of us are vaccinated. So, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not really worried about the vaccine as much, you know, like I made my choice. Um, I, that's, but I don't think that they should be shutting down arenas or canceling fans out anymore. You know, um, if if it comes down to it, I mean, if just make only vaccinated fans come into the arenas, you know, or the like, there's there's ways around it. You know what I mean? 
But either way, I, I don't think that we should deprive our country of <laughs> of any more money getting pumped into the economy like this. So, but then again, who knows? We'll see where this variant takes us. I mean, if the numbers are are ridiculous and we start getting a lot more deaths, then you know, sometimes some things are necessary. You know. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do this again. I think they're just having it as a backup plan just in case it gets worse. Um, obviously, they already have booster shots available. Um, you know, I mean, maybe we'll come down to that of just vaccinated fans. Um, I And I get it. They're trying to protect the fans and all the wrestlers. And I completely understand the circumstance. But, you know, they lost so much money out of this with no fans for... I can't even keep track of how many weeks it was until they brought fans back. But it was a good while. And um, it, like we've mentioned it multiple times, it's here to stay. It's not going to go anywhere. It's just, you know, either you're vaccinated or not. Um, there, Like you said, there's ways to get around this. So I, I don't know what they're going to do with this, but it's a rumor. It's not 100% clear, but there's rumors. So yeah. you see it affecting the Well, I'm definitely world. not looking forward to uh no fans in wrestling again <laughs> wrestling cannot take this hit um it, it finally started getting good again i cannot imagine these guys going back to empty ass arenas this would be terrible especially with wrestlemania season upon us uh revolution yeah, that was that was um something i don't want to see again with the you know two-day wrestlemania well two-day wrestlemania in general should even be there but just having a half of a crowd just felt very lackluster. So it just uh, wasn't fun to watch, man. I mean, um, yeah, I just hope that that, that doesn't happen again. Yeah, if you think about it, so many, so many pops you could have got for from this that did not, you know, pan out exactly. That original um, WrestleMania at Tampa, the first WrestleMania they got um, affected by it, that would have been. Um, a lot better than what it was, right? We would have gotten we, but then again, we wouldn't have gotten those classic uh, cinematic matches that we did with the Undertaker. I thought that that was really good and well done. Um, yeah, Brody I don't know. Lee's I don't debuted know. was the big one that we never got to see with fans, which uh, Brody Lee, which uh, that, oh yeah, that was yep. very Matt Hardy very sad. Matt Hardy and uh, the anniversary for uh, Brody Lee's coming up actually uh, the 26th of December. So it's been a year. So that's um, something crazy to just that's that happened. So um, you know, I, I the anniversary of what his death. Yes. He yeah, passed. yeah. Yeah. It was around Christmas. It was actually a day after Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 26th. Yeah, and that's um, and we're coming up on one year. One year. Wow. Crazy to know that was a shocker to all of us. Um, just so many, so many things happened because of this pandemic and shutting the fans. And you know, it was it was awkward to watch wrestling. But some companies actually transitioned. The Thunderdome. I would never think years from down the road they would ever do something like that. Same with AEW doing something like, hey, let's put the wrestlers in a crowd. That's something different we've never seen. And I I liked it. You know, do I want to go back towards that? Of course not. I, I, I do enjoy. I the definitely appreciated the creativity that these wrestling companies had to go and and do <laughs> by putting the wrestlers in the in the you know crowd and um, all the different things that they came up with. The Thunderdome too. I mean, how how incredible was that to think about? You know, I mean, of course we didn't like it as much as 
you know, real crowd, but it hey, was still very us, creative and it was really cool. Yeah, you gotta get this, you know, I know everyone does I know everyone gives the WWE and AEW crap, you know, for trying this so called war. But both of these companies found ways to be creative and they found a way to get through the pandemic and you gotta give them props for this. They put on shows, they tried to do what they could, they scrambled around, they had COVID cases, they found some way around to do this. Everyone went through a fiasco of a time and I don't want to go through this again, nor do they. I don't like seeing empty arenas. It was different. It was, you know, we had to see, like, the Matt Hardy thing. Him doing the teleporting was very cheesy. Did I like it? Yeah. It was whatever. But, you know, still, I don't want to go through this and be in a shutdown again. And I don't really see it happening again. Um, I don't either, man. Hell no to these I want to go to events, for God's sakes. Let's, let's have fans go to events, for sure. Me, I want to go to events. You too. Everyone that listens to this podcast, you guys would like to go to events, not be stuck at home. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Hell no to the empty arenas. Oh, hell no! So, yeah, I mean, what else do you got for us, James? Um, Actually, that's pretty much all we got, actually, for the time being. That's all we got. That is all we got, everything else, nothing, nothing. I guess I can bring it up, so... um. If everyone knows, Sami Zayn, or Sami Zayn, Sami Guevara. Yo, yo, what the fuck? Yo, we on, we back? Bye, we clear? Clear, good, yo. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Like, you motherfuckers just hear that shit? That shit was boring as fuck, right? Like, come on, these motherfuckers, I'm, I'm fucking pissed. Because these motherfuckers... They just took the fucking feedback. Like, how the fuck? I'm going to find out how you motherfuckers are taking the feedback from me. I'm going to find out how you motherfuckers took the feedback from me. I'm going to find out how you motherfuckers got into my show last week. I'm going to fucking find this shit out. And I know it's got something to do. It's got to have something to do with 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 the network it's, it's gotta have something to do with that but i'm gonna get down to the bottom of it i'm gonna get down to the bottom of it because this shit ain't gonna go on because this is my fucking show you motherfuckers running around masquerading like 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 you created this shit i created this shit this is all me come on people people what what do you want to see what do you want to listen to huh you want to listen to james peanut and Jesse, or you want you want fucking listen to me, huh? Let me hear. It. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You hear the people? You hear the fucking people? That's right, man. It's Trill Talk with your boy Chris. Not no fucking James Skinny Jeans Pinar and fucking Jesse Hulkamania Carter. Fuck that shit. Every week from now on, we we fucking hoisting. Well, no, no, that's not the word. Heist, heist. Every week from now on, we taking over the fucking show. This is the Fallen Eagle, Christopher Daniels, National Treasure, Inspiration to Children Everywhere, and you're listening to Pro Wrestling Shoot. Yo, so I know that, uh, I know you haven't been watching WWE lately. I was texting you and asking you if you were watching it, but 
Um, did you happen to see any clips from SmackDown the last couple of weeks? Um, I saw that Lesnar, I know, pretty much <laughs> went off on uh, Sammy and screwed him over. That I know of. So did you watch the whole uh, the whole segment, though? Did you actually see a video of it just, at all? Just or? the clipping. I know he... Okay. I know Sammy won the Battle Royal, and then Lesnar came back, I think, the following week and practically screwed so him over. So <laughs> three weeks ago, three weeks ago... <laughs> three weeks ago, uh, Brock Lesnar fucked up Sami Zayn pretty bad. <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> and then two weeks ago, Sami Zayn shows up with a neck brace and, <laughs> and the full gimmick. He's got he's got a foot foot boot on, <laughs> and he's in a wheelchair. Um, <laughs> he's just playing this off. Paul Heyman comes out, interrupts him, and uh, Sami Zayn is just like <laughs> during Paul Heyman talking, he's like, "Paul, I wasn't done talking." Paul, I wasn't finished talking, and uh, <laughs> this this actually led to Brock Lesnar coming out. I don't know if you've seen it, but I actually have the clip pulled up right here. Let me play it for you. How you doing, buddy? I'm not great. Brock, I'm not great. A wheelchair... <laughs> a neck brace, male nurses. <laughs> That's funny, Brock. That's funny. That's because of you. That's not funny. Listen. Shut your mouth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sammy, Sammy. I think we got off on the wrong foot here. You think? I think so. Listen, I apologize. I apologize for last week. Yeah, on a scale of one to ten, though, how bad does it really hurt? Ten! Ten! <laughs> it's a ten! Okay. <clears throat> Sammy. And let me tell you something, Brock. The physical pain is a ten. My feelings? That's like a twenty. Oh. <laughs> and I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. Are you? I feel you. Last week you said we were friends. Tonight you said we were friends, maybe. I thought we were. We're both Canadians. Right? Canadian alpha male. That's right. That's right. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you really think that you could have single-handedly beat Roman Reigns? I did you a favor, Sammy. You did me a favor? I did you a you favor got me last on my week. Head. How is that doing me a favor? Think about it, Sammy. You were never gonna beat Roman Reigns on that given night. You know that. You know that, Sammy. So you're saying, and I just want to make sure we're on the same page here, that you were thinking two steps ahead and you injured me on purpose. So that Roman Reigns' victory over me wouldn't really count? Exactly. You're a smart kid. And speaking of, you said you were from Canada, but what part of Canada? I'm from Montreal. Everyone, I'm from, I'm from Montreal. Oh, Montreal. Yeah. Well, je ne sais quoi, baby. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. Eh? We, oh, okay, we don't talk like that. We don't I mean, talk like on. that. 
I'm trying to, trying to lighten it up here, Sammy. What I'm trying to say is, from me to you, from one Canadian alpha male to another, you, I'd like to invite you to Saskatchewan. Oh, let's get out of this place. Let's go hunting. Let's go fishing. Actually, Brock, I'm vegan, and I've been meaning to talk to you about this. I oh, really come feel. On, Sammy. Okay. Sammy. I think we should get out of Hollywood and go do something more fun and enjoying. Don't you think? Uh, uh, it's it's not a bad idea. Now come that you. So you're not watching the video right now, but this whole fucking time, <laughs> this whole time, Heyman is over here in the corner, like, losing his shit. <laughs> I don't blame this him. It's actually good work. <laughs> Dude, I love this Brock Lesnar, man. Like, it, it shows character, and it's different. Like, it's really, sh he's, he's really coming out of a, a different shell. <laughs> With this character, dude. I don't know what it is about it, but I was popping this whole fucking time watching this, dude. I was really enjoying this this segment. Um, it continues on, man, and, 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 and Paul Heyman ends up losing his shit. I'll play the rest for you right now. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let me just think about it uh, for a minute. Okay, we're going. <laughs> okay, we're going. We're going. Um, just, I, I really think we should talk a little bit more. The hell am I looking at here? Oh my God! I spent too much time at the dispensary, and the edibles are kicking in. Preach. <laughs> Bro, pop for fucking Paul Heyman mentioning <laughs> dispensary <laughs> and edibles on Fox TV. Just, I believe that. Oh, God, I hear preach. I love this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll play the rest. Three years ago, that would have been an automatic trip to Suplex City. And instead, I'm watching Canadian besties about to go moose hunting in freaking Saskatchewan instead of watching the beast, the conqueror, the once and most likely future reigning, defending, undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight. Oh, look out. So that set Brock like he was he was smiling and then all of a sudden snap, dude. It was it was it was perfect how they did it. But did you catch how Paul Heyman said that? He said he said uh <laughs> he said most likely the future. You know yeah, what I mean? It's <laughs> the future. So he's he's claiming that he he's probably gonna beat Roman Reigns right here. And uh that that led to the the following week, which was this past week on SmackDown. Yeah, you fired him. Actually, uh, while you guys are hearing this, this was uh, two weeks ago. Sorry about that, but yeah, it, it led to this. And and did you catch that segment at all with uh, Roman Reigns firing Paul Heyman? <laughs> yes, and um, uh, let's see how this turned out. Bees, um, we got day one coming up, so it's it's an interesting twist up. I, I was kind of excited for this whole feud. Um, I was I was a fan of Brock when 2000 I believe it was like 2004 when Heyman turned on him if I'm not mistaken, and this is kind of similar. Correct. Now they're bringing this back. 
Um, so let's let's see where they go with this, but it, it's a good storyline. It's it's you know everyone wanted to see how this was gonna go with him and Roman, and um, you bring in Sammy into the element, and uh, you know I know a lot of people at the time hated Sammy's character, but it's pretty brilliant the way he acts. It's always like I remember he had the conspiracy theory thing that that uh, the WWE did not want him to win anything. And now you got him going this direction. This was a spot on great segment. Yeah, uh, dude, this this whole thing was uh, classic. And this was so as you're listening to this, this was actually three weeks ago on SmackDown. But that whole thing with Sammy, dude, was was hilarious. And then Brock Lesnar trying to get him to go fishing and hunting. And if the motherfucker says I'm vegan, <laughs> like, dude, this whole thing got me popping like. Don't don't get me wrong. I watched SmackDown three weeks in a row now, and uh, the the whole show is not really there for me. Um, I enjoy you know the the segments that they're doing with Sami Zayn, Brock Lesnar, and then the Roman Reigns segments. I really have a feeling that this is going to lead to, um, you know, every them making everybody think that. Roman Reigns is going to lose the title at day one and Paul Heyman's going to be in the corner of Brock Lesnar. And then, uh, Paul Heyman, you know, is acting concerned and, and all this stuff. Like, I, I just, I just have this feeling that they're going to play off some, you know, crybaby angle for Heyman during this match while he's on the outside, like kind of torn between the two. And then he's going to actually turn on Brock Lesnar. That's what I'm expecting. I don't see Roman losing the belt yet. But we'll see what I think, happens. I think um, uh, I think the whole firing of Paul Heyman is just a uh, it's like a decoy. A yeah, decoy it's a decoy. Move. It's gonna throw off uh, Lesnar for anything that he's got planned, and then then all hell's gonna break loose. And then I think that Lesnar will be entering into the Royal Rumble and possibly winning it. That's what I'm thinking. I I still have this idea of him, Brock, and Roman having a match. I I don't know what Rock's schedule is, but. Or a rematch of Brock and Rock. So everybody's still questioning the Rock's uh, appearance at WrestleMania. I don't think that's going to be the case because we've been hearing that uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and um, I do believe The Undertaker, they're trying to get them to do something major at, at WrestleMania 38 this year. Uh, oh, well, I don't I mind I don't mind Austin Taker. Just anything but a match. I love Taker, but to just, just hang it up, please. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see either of the guys actually get involved in Steve a match. I, just, I think that they're going to be doing a, a storyline that just involves them more than just one one appearance, though. I don't think that a match is what they're talking about, but they do want to get them more involved since they don't have the rock right now. Just do me, you know, just give me like Steve Austin as a GM again. Those were the fun times. Taker, I don't know what you can do with him. Or maybe you can bring American Badass if they want to and do something with it. I I don't know. Uh, it, it's still puzzling. We still, you know, we got the Royal Rumble um, in sometime February, I believe, this year or next year. So it's going to be an interesting. Like, has, I believe Brock has won the Rumble, correct? Once. I think so. Yeah. I think it was like yeah. 04 or something or a 05, somewhere around that timeline. Um, yes, but yes. I think we're spot on. I think that's what's going to end up happening. They're trying to swerve the fans, thinking Brock's going to win the belt, which I don't see it happening. Um, 
But, you know, I mean, this was going to be a fun storyline with Brock and Roman. Of course, they had to do the generic stuff of the whole, you know, indefinite suspension stuff. And, you know, now they're doing something major for day one, new pay-per-view. Um, obviously, Honestly, the day one pay-per-view card looks pretty good. It looks good. good. It's, like, it's like how um, we brought this up last time, where ma- majority of the WWE storylines are really not, as efficient, not as great, but like sometimes the pay per view cards just hit a little differently. If you've noticed that, yeah, a little shout out to WWE 2K22. That shit better hit different differently when it fucking comes out. <laughs> well, you, I don't. Um, yeah, I mean, speaking of that, I don't know how many times you have to change the rosters. I mean, uh, that day I got to feel for those guys. Jeez, dude, I was listening to Busted Open Radio and they said something funny about. Uh, I think it was Tommy Dreamer that said he's like. He was like, yeah, well, I, I got uh, official word in that the Royal Rumble is now going to be changed to a 10-man battle royal due to all the releases. <laughs> I fucking popped, dude. Oh, God. That was such a great quote. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, I don't know how many cameos we're going to get in the Royal Rumble this year or if any. Um, I, honestly, I'd be disappointed to see someone like Brock Lesnar win. I'd like to see, you know, somebody else win and then possibly challenge for the WWE title. Because, I mean, nobody at this point is good as the Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns storyline is. I'm still fucking tired of seeing that match. (laughs) I'm I'm like, nothing is going to change that fact for me. I was I was the same way. I was um, skeptic about it. Um, you know, the number of times they've done their match. Now it's kind of a little different. The, The crown jewel match was complete ass. I didn't like it. I know they did the little teasing of, oh, he might join Brock again. It, it's, I it's, still haven't watched Crown Jewel. You know, <laughs> I think that was the only match I watched for Crown Jewel. And um, I, I never watched those Saudi pay-per-views, and, uh, ever. I think the only time I did it was at my job when it was like at, what, 10, 11 a.m. here, and it's like 8, eight 9 o'clock at night over there. Um, I don't know, it just hits a little differently with Brock being a face compared to a heel. He obviously he didn't talk much. Face now he has to, um, and it, it's working brilliantly. I don't know how long his contract is. Um, I don't see him winning the title in the nearby future, and we're still gonna have the the thought of who is gonna beat Roman for the title. Yeah, um, I still think that they're planning to, to, for it to be the Rock or or something. I don't I don't know what's going on with the the whole Rock situation, but. I still think that that is the the end game for them. We will uh, just have to wait and see for twenty twenty three. I guess I, I, <laughs> that's I don't how know. fucking long I think they plan on keeping. I, I just I don't know why I have this scary thought. The way Vince thinks, uh, whoever beats Roman, somewhere Goldberg is going to be sitting right there. Either they're going to be maybe do Rock Goldberg again because I know Vince is a very huge on rematches. Rock Goldberg. Brock Rock, I I don't know. One something's gonna end up happening with the Rock. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Well, we've been battling back and forth with this uh shit during this this episode. Um Chris Williams has been stealing the feed from us back and forth. I think we finally got this under control, so I think we're good to go for uh our AEW segment and our what if segment. I, I think that the network has this under control now to where uh, Chris is now blocked from the feed. Um, Preach. 
Yeah, motherfucker stole it from us twice. He ain't getting it this time, man. But I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. Oh, wait, before I go, um, AJ Styles, finally solo now. What do you think of that? It's good for him. I mean, I know it was a different direction doing tag team. Um, I know there was reports that he was supposed to go. They were supposed to break up him and uh, I can't I can't remember how to pronounce it. I'm just going to call him almost. Big O, almost, whatever. Um, yeah, almost. And now they're breaking him off, so... I don't know where they're going to go with this. If he's going to be a face again or a heel, I would prefer heel because. They're probably breaking him up because they're going to release almost. <laughs> I don't know. I think they, you know, Vince is, you know how Vince is. He really gets a little moist over tall guys. So I, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's, I mean, he's, to be honest, I think they would compare him with what I heard comparisons to his great colleague, which is not a good comparison. Yeah, they need to stop uh, saying all these fucking, giving all these wrestlers these weird-ass names. One of y'all says some silly-ass name. This whole class is going to feel my wrath. It's getting old, man. Like, fucking Dewdrop, almost. Like, I don't know. The, the, the name I'm changes are a- ridiculous. I mean, Biggie's was Biggie Langston, then Biggie. Um, just, just the name changes in general are just so, so bad. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with Biggie. Biggie, uh, I liked Biggie Langston though. I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah, it fit perfectly fine. Like uh, Antonio Cesaro, I think Cesaro fits a little better. Dewdrop, uh, yeah, horrible. That's ridiculous. I mean, what we're we gonna? I, I can already see it. If I'm surprised Vince never did this and just change it to Taker and get rid of the under out of it, <laughs> yeah. or and get rid of I, Cena, just leave it as Cena, just take the last name because I mean that's what probably everyone's compared goes by we call him cena we say taker we don't say undertaker so i don't know yeah i it's it's anything the fans want he's gonna go against roman so. <laughs> no more reigns just roman yeah um i don't know man but yeah that that'll conclude this segment man i hope you guys are enjoying the show so far and uh yeah let's get ready for some aew talk So did you check out AEW last night? Or well tonight? I, yeah, I did. Uh the holiday <laughs> holiday bash and um decent show. I'll give you that. Decent show. We got a Christmas present like they promised, which was I would say was very obvious of who was coming. Okay, so I'm I'm guilty. Um I did not watch the first hour <laughs> of AEW. I was very busy tonight. Um but I did rewind it just to check out what happened in the first hour um kyle o'reilly is back yeah you know we all knew that was coming um i i'm stoked dude i mean undisputed era was a great thing and it's cool to see him back i just feel bad for roger strong i mean if we would have gotten him (laughs) i i don't understand why any of the undisputed era even got um treated the way they did man you would have thought that these guys would have been pulled up to the main roster a couple years ago but yeah it's 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 crazy they were there for years and years and i don't know if vince just did not want to pull the trigger on them i know the thing was aw was the reason they did not want to get pulled up and i know some of them were kind of combative of not going up there 
And uh, it's crazy that, you know, going from NXT television, now all three of them are on AEW and the fans chanting Undisputed on <laughs> on tonight's show. And now you got Adam Cole in the middle of deciding what group do I go with? Do I go with Undisputed Era or do I go back with uh, the Young Bucks? So it's going to be interesting. Um, you can already sense it. The Bucks, they're going to be turning face pretty soon. I hope not, dude. I like heel Young Bucks. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Maybe something's going to – I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm just sensing they're going to go face, and uh, eventually it's probably going to be back maybe Kenny in the sometime future, of course, probably coming back as a face as well. Yeah, what do you think they're going to call the Undisputed Era? I, I honestly don't know. I think someone – I can't remember. I saw a tweet. You think Red Dragon's coming back though? Like, is that is that? For, uh, you think that's, that's like a given, a, right? That's probably a possibility. Um, you gotta like call him Red Dragon, dude. Yeah, you got to. You can already see, you know, obviously Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish tag champs in the future. Maybe Adam Cole is world champ, or maybe TNT champ. Um, yeah, there's a lot of more exciting opportunities that that's for sure coming. I'm just kind of interested how they're going to really do this whole thing. Are they going to have like a young, you know, the elite versus, um, you know, Red Dragon and Adam Cole? What, well, I'm wondering what they're going to go with in this direction in the future. I don't know, man, but what what else happened? Uh, so so here's when I turned on Dynamite tonight. I turned on Dynamite um, right as Ruby Soho was beating Nyla Rose. I'm going to be guilty on that. I did not watch that match. I knew she was going to win. I'm not really interested. I didn't I didn't watch it either. That's what I'm saying. Like I didn't watch the match, but I watched it as she got like literally right as she got the pinfall. That's that's when I turned yeah, it off. Yeah. Um let's see a couple things. Um so we had Adam Page and uh Brian, uh Brian Danielson come out, you know, talk and Did they uh, do a promo? Well, Tony Schiavone interviewed Adam Adam Page and then Brian came out and that's when they had their but I think Tony Khan announced it that they're going to be doing a rematch on the uh, TBS TBS debut of AEW. Uh, I did see that. Another sixty minute fucking match. Sixty with... minute match with judges. I don't know about the whole judges thing. I think Ugh. TNA did this crap. Um, I will say one interesting thing was here was that Adam Page called, took a shot at Brian and called him a B plus player. So, <laughs> but oh, the damn. judges thing is. Um, <sighs> I don't know. This sounds like very TNA like because I know TNA did this and it was just very. Um, I love Adam Hangman Page, dude. But for him calling Brian Danielson a B plus player, come on, man. Let's get real, Bri- dude. Brian Danielson is the best fucking wrestler in that company, guaranteed, hands I think, down. I think it was around the lines like he was saying that I don't want a B plus player calling judges or some or B plus player being the judge. So I'm assuming that's a shot towards him. I'll have to go back um, and watch this. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear this promo, but. Um, Dude, I am not excited for another hour-long match. I hope that does not go another uh, an hour. That I think that is a terrible fucking way to debut on TBS. I don't think they're gonna do that. I think they're just teasing that. Oh, it's gonna go sixty no minutes. No more Broadway. It, it's matches, not gonna. Dude. It's not gonna happen. Something major might happen. We don't know. Um, you think Danielson will win the title on the TBS? That I, I think. I, I, still I, think I it's can't too see soon. them. I can't see him doing another. Well, that's why he got judges. So I can't see another draw. I, I don't know, and I'm kind of curious of who the hell Didn't they're going to they have. Did they do this judges. before with the judges? 
Somebody else did this. I don't know about I AEW. I think that they did this with the judges, and then the last... I could be wrong, man, but I, this sounds awfully familiar. I know TNA did this for like a, well, a title. I don't remember what it was. Moose held it for some time. Yeah, no, that was that was the type of match it was. I'm talking about but, an AEW. I think that the last time they had an hour draw, I think it was with Pac. Wasn't it with Pac? Pac and, and Kenny, maybe? Pac and Kenny, was that it? I have to let me let me look this up. That was up. the Has first been... uh, Broadway Broadway match, right? That they had. Oh, you are right. It was Cody and um, Cody and Jericho. I don't remember. That was man. Was it Cody? AEW reveals a three judges stipulation match for Jericho versus Cody at Full Gear back on October 29, thousand nineteen. See, I do not remember this. Okay, yeah. So this did happen in AEW then before. This stipulation is throwback to the old NWA. See, I do not remember this. I don't even remember who, who. I'm assuming Jericho won that match. I think Jericho did, but so yeah, that 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 confirms my point. So this happened before, and then when they did the judges, I, if I do remember, it didn't even get to the judges. It was an actual finish, that, so they didn't even get okay the full Broadway. So the judges at that time, which I still don't remember this, God, it was Arn Anderson. Dean Malenko and the Great Muda. I do not remember this. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, the Great Muda. I remember when he was there. You know, yeah, I, that was double I, or nothing. It was uh, full gear. Full gear. Okay, yeah. yeah okay, I, I, remember, I remember. I okay, remember I remember the editing after the match. Though. MJF was consoling Cody, and then he hit him with a low blow. Okay, so that was when MJF did his MJF turn. MJF threw, threw in the towel. Okay, see, I... Okay, yeah. that's yeah, what it so was. Yeah, so before it even got to the judges, they didn't even let it go to the Broadway. Um, this it Or the judges, they just... It, they had a finish. I'm hoping that's the case for this Adam Hangman page versus Brian Danielson again. Um, I would hate to see these... But then again, I would understand if they did go to the draw this time and then somehow the judges... I, I don't think you can. I mean, there's there's going to be three judges, right? and I don't so, even I mean, know who you're going to bring. Winner and who you're going to huh? bring as judges? Um, I don't care. I don't give. A fuck I don't know. Who's gonna be. The only one that I know has been praising this, and I know they won't bring him under is Ric Flair. Ric Flair's been like praising the match. If you've seen it, he's been praising the oh the sixty minute. He has, yeah. Well, Ric was, Flair uh, was very famous for going for those those. Yeah, and he was Broadway praising matches, it, so, so I don't know, but. Look, it is what it is. Look, I'm not going to shit on this situation totally. I know it sounds like I am, but I'm just not into hour-long matches, dude. I don't like Iron Man matches. I'm not a I'm not a fan of watching a wrestling match for an hour long. Um, that's way too fucking long, and my my attention span is just gone by then. <laughs> like, I, what about it's what not, about Brett and Sean when they went through their? I, the mania. first time I seen it, I liked it. I can never go back and watch that match again, ever. <laughs> Like I just couldn't, dude. Like I, I'm, I don't know, man. That that match was good when I first seen it because it was the first time I had ever seen something like that yeah. as a kid. I mean, now I've seen plenty of them because I went back and watched some of Flair's Broadway matches, right? Which I regret. I don't fucking like watching. <laughs> I don't like watching an hour long match, man. That's just that's just not it's my a bag. Lot. It's a lot. I kind of like. It's the same thing bits. that I feel about like trios matches and and eight man tags and stuff like that. It's just not something I'm into. Although AEW is killing that game, dude, like they're they're doing really good with their their six man tags. Tonight, tonight was a good example, and we're gonna get there, dude, because that was fan fucking. There, there's a lot that we should talk about on that. 
Yeah, um, no, yeah, we're gonna get there. I just wanna, I wanted to ask you what else happened on this show. Did we get to see the what was that Britt Baker celebration with Tony Giovanni? <laughs> I, I oh, fucking missed it that. was like a Christmas celebration. Well, it wasn't like a celebration, just her saying. You know, talking about Riho, their rematch is coming up January. So there 8th. wasn't like any 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 funny stuff with with uh, Shivani and Britt Baker. No, no, just nothing. Damn it, dude. A lot That's of, what I was the promo, for. A lot of people said that the that her segment was actually good. Um, I'll have to go back and watch it. And just her like promo. Oh, just I think with Shivani talking about oh Riho beat you in the match. You know, it's January eighth. It's coming up for Battle of the Belts, and uh, you know. Just telling her to watch out, and she's just giving her, uh, giving Riho crap, and telling her, you know, you better watch yourself, blah blah blah. And uh, 2021 was the year of Britt Baker, which women's division it was. Um, and that's pretty much it. Nothing, nothing like, nothing major. Um, what else did we had? We had like a little, little promo with like Owen Hart, with other wrestlers talking about him, and. Uh, I don't know if you noticed it. It's supposed to go all the way to a double or nothing. That I don't know who's in the tournament, but uh, that, yes, yeah. And uh, what else was there? Wardlow. Um, see, I'm definitely gonna have to go back and watch that. I, I yeah, I'd love to see Good Owen Hart tribute. That's that's pretty cool. Now let's see that. Pinnacle FTR segment, which I know it, they keep teasing it of Wardlow and MJF going at it still. Um, I know he was trying to like you know where were you Wardlow. You know, when Punk came out and tried to kick my ass, blah, blah, blah. Man, he, that's been going on for a few years now. Right? So, I, I don't know. Eventually, they're going to do something. And then, obviously, um, a word go squash. I forgot who he fought. He had a squash. Uh, what else did we have? America's top team with Dan Lambert practically saying that Cody kisses TK's ass. Look, he's already getting another rematch. He doesn't have to bust his ass off. Yeah, dude, and he sounds already... like I missed a fucking bunch of good <laughs> shit. Um. I like, and I, I know like they American challenged. I know they challenged the Cody and Sammy to like a match. Um, so we get that on Rampage, right? I don't know. They didn't say anything. Yeah, at the end of the show, they said something about Cody. Cody versus Sammy. Oh, on Cody Rampage for, for oh TNT. Cody for yeah. That's been yeah. That that's been oh yeah. That's been going on. Um, but I yeah, America's to top team. Rampage. America's top team was actually challenging Cody and Sammy. Um, I don't. I don't. I'm not really a fan of watching wrestling on Christmas unless it's Starcade. But it's not. <laughs> look, there's nothing wrong with AEW having wrestling on Christmas. No, nah, like not at all. Okay, since I brought that, since we brought that up, were you like, did you ever watch Tribute to the Troops when WWE used to air them? Um, no, no. Okay, see, I, I used every to... every now and then I would watch it. I mean, I I I think I might have watched it once. Like back when they actually traveled to Afghanistan, yeah, Afghanistan, I, I and then yeah, like. But when, then once they started doing it in the states, I was like, "Well, there's no point." That's not the same. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, no, 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 no disrespect to the troops or anything, but I mean, the Afghanistan thing was actually pretty cool. A wrestling ring in the middle I, of yeah, Afghanistan. Yeah, I liked watching that because the you the, know I've had family. I have a lot of family that have served over in Afghanistan. A lot of friends, mm-hmm. and so I thought that that was a really cool thing that they did. Um. But yeah, I mean, other than that, so that that led up to the Ruby match, right? Uh yes, I believe that led up to the Ruby match, which Ruby won. So she's a. What do you think about Malachi Black? You know what? I knew the match was going to be a squash. I actually liked the submission he actually did. Um, he I know he was teasing to do the kick, and he did a submission, and it was actually yeah. pretty brutal. And I think he kicked um, 
uh, what the hell is it? Pillman Jr. Yeah, and then dude, I don't. That kick looked fantastic. No, yes, that looked way better than when Arn Anderson. <laughs> I mean, Arn Anderson when he got kicked, but I don't. That know. looked like he legit spin kicked him in the face. That was really yeah. good. So I don't know what they got next for Malachi Black. Um, I don't know, man, but the house always wins, buddy. Yeah, the house always wins, so that's coming soon. I don't know when, but 2022 is going to be fun with the, the house of Black. Um, Dude, I, I am really, you know what? I am really digging Malachi Black right now. Like, when they announced him for for uh, Prestige and that he was going to be at the, the event that we're sponsoring, Roseland 2, mm-hmm. I had... A little excitement for him. I was like, "Oh, that's dope." You know, we're gonna get to see Malik because we've seen him live before as Alistair yeah. We Black. saw him, which was which, so, of course, no problem. He he was a big pop. We popped for him. We were right by the stage when he popped up with his little yeah, with the little casket gimmick. type of gimmick. Yep. Yes. This is so, a whole different ballpark with the this character. one, dude. Malachi Black. The whole presentation for Malachi Black and AEW is a fucking win, dude. I absolutely love everything they're doing with Malachi Black. I love that he doesn't really talk as much. And when he does talk, it's still really good. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know, man. Malachi Black is definitely special, dude. And I, every time I watch him on AEW, it gets me that much more excited to to meet this guy backstage at uh, Roseland, too. That's going to be really It's cool. a whole different persona. The entrance yeah. is there. The the skull over the head. The the, the, the mist. Intri- dude, the music. The, the mu- Everything about him is is good. I was really bummed when Malachi Black came in and I heard the new music because I really liked the band uh, Code Orange. I really liked that band. So when he came out to Code Orange, uh, the Code Orange theme in NXT, I loved it. Um, but this new music, dude, just really yeah. speaks to this persona. Everything about him is a win, like I said, dude. It, I, it's I, little by little. It's go going to get better. With Malachi. Yeah, he's been very excited for this project. I even um, like the name better. Malachi Black sounds yeah, better since more he, more deeper, more more dark. Yeah, instead yeah, of Alistair like Black, it. now he's you know Malachi Black. So well, let's let's fucking talk about this fantastic main event, dude. Okay, I everything think, about this. Yeah, I don't every, think. Let me make sure I don't have anything else. Uh, Lucha, Bro- oh, uh, Jungle Express is the number one contender for the Lucha Brothers tag titles. Yeah, dude, and, that uh, promo that they did actually before this, right before this happened, that little vignette or promo that they did. Was fucking terrible. They sounded so corny. Was it dude. them or Matt's? I mean, I know um, it was both. I didn't like yeah. Matt's. I didn't like oh, yeah, Jungle the, Boys. The private party where we're gonna pound your ass. I didn't like the whole <laughs> Luchasaurus doing the <laughs> at the end. I hated it, dude. I hated everything about that. I was like, this is fucking lame. This is as WWE as it gets. Like that's what I thought. Like that's as WWE as it gets. That is, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan, but. Anyway, moving on. This main event, okay, um, wasn't excited for it. I wasn't. I was like, oh, you know, I'm okay, excited you, to watch. You had a different look at this. Okay. I, yep. I kind of looked at it a little different. I was like, hmm, Sting and Sting, so, look, Punk and Darby versus MJF you, and FTR. I thought, okay. So this is what I was excited for, uh, Sting and FTR. I was like, look, FTR loves putting over Sting. They they make Sting look like a million bucks every time he's in the ring. I'm excited to see Sting wrestle. That that was what I that was my thought going in. And then I seen Sting come out with the punk face paint. I was like, okay, this is different. This is this is cool. Uh, Darby comes out 
he has the the pink sting face paint. And I was like, that's gnarly. I kind of like that too. And then fucking punk comes out dressed as retro sting, and I, <laughs> I lost I my knew shit. You were dude. Gonna, I was like, oh, this guy's lost gonna my shit. I was like, dude, fuck yeah, this is awesome, dude. I was so happy, and and it's Christmas on it's Christmas. It's a Christmas present on a platter. Yeah, as terrible as Sting looked in face paint, it was still <laughs> so cool to fucking see. Like, I, I just really, I really loved it, dude. I loved that he had the Sting tights on. <laughs> like, yes, everything about that was so cool. Yes, it was dude. such a great, great unification. And then like they came out MJF and FTR in all yellow tights, and I was like, okay, this is actually clicking very nicely. <laughs> so I definitely judge this match as a trios match that I'm not excited for at the beginning, and then the, the, the entrances happened, and I was immediately You were livid. Excited. You're like, wow. What, what, you like, were not expecting, of all things, of punk yeah. and Sting retro face paint, Darby with Love pink. Love how he did that. And then Sting with the, <laughs> with the best in the world, face paint rocking his cm punk black t-shirt dude he did that face paint so good too with the crossed arms yeah with the, the crossed arm with the lightning strike so good. It, it was very it was very different you've never seen this and that was like I'll, oh the i'll bet you if, darby did the paint for him i'll bet you darby you know did that it might have he might have i don't probably, know sting is pretty good at though he, he's got to be used to it by now <laughs> maybe dustin helped him out Maybe, dude. I Either mean, way, this this that whole entrance right there immediately got me excited for this match. I was like, "This is cool. This is different. I like this." Um, and I really applaud Punk for doing that too, because that like that was a very not CM Punk thing to do. If if I can already see it, I if I can already vision that you would want them to make a W figure of him in that face paint or any of I'd them. buy it. I would buy it. <laughs> Which. They, they they should take that to accountability. I'll buy a punk figure anyway. Like, but um, but in yeah, face that would paint, be cool. it's different. Yeah. It's uh, and then the way the match flew by, you knew Sting was going to be Sting and uh, a Darby and Punk. Well, Punk's been kind of off, and I thought he looked more solid tonight. I thought the whole I don't think that Punk has been. I don't think that Punk has been off at all. Not I think off. That, it just wasn't. For once, I actually thought the match. Hey, he's in. Hey, it's actually worth to go two, three commercial breaks. Yeah, so that's that's another thing that pisses me off, dude. Picture and picture throws me out of the fucking match immediately. <laughs> like, I know, yeah, I, I understand. Am I the like, only that's one? cool. Like, what? Well, go ahead. Like I said, I'm not. I'm. I was thinking, I'm not the only one that thinks that, right? I don't watch picture and picture. I'm like, oh, cool, wrestling the picture. I just fast forward through that. I, I can't dude, watch when picture, picture. Yeah, I just I go fast- to commercial, so I don't see yeah. anything. I don't even care. I fast forward through it too, dude. I I just if the if the bigger part of my screen is a commercial and I hear a commercial, I'm thrown out of the match. Split it down the center, maybe. Okay, fine. But I think it's just not the same. I need the commentary. I need the crowd. You just need the little elements. Yeah, yep, exactly. It, it just throws me out of it. But I'm, I I wasn't out of this match, you know. But when they do the picture in picture, I do kind of like take a break mentally. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just uh, what happens to me, unfortunately. But um, for those who enjoy it, that's great. I mean, if you can still get into the match and watch it in that little ass square, cool. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, go but ahead. That's a bad anyway, thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but th- this was great, dude. Um, we were waiting. MJF playing, you know, fantastic heel. I, I knew he was going to do that right at the beginning. We thought we were going to get CM Punk. Well, they everybody else thought they were going to get CM Punk. No, nope, nope. wrestling 
fan veteran that I am, I already knew MJF is not square. You're like, whoa, Punk they're going to give away a match. free match on TV. No, yeah, no way. Yeah, that is not happening. No way. I knew he was going to tag out right away. Um, classic MJF. I love how he pulled it off. And then, you know, eventually in the match, we finally get to see Sting. And, dude, um, which member of FTR was he facing at the beginning? Was that, that wasn't was Dax. Cash? Was it? Was, was it, it Cash? Cash Wheeler? Okay. I think it was Cash Wheeler. Yep, it was. So Cash is a fucking hero, okay? Because <laughs> Cash... <laughs> yes, like, yes. <laughs> Cash lets Sting get in here and do this hot tag on him, starts running wild on him. And, yeah, dude, it's it's just amazing how, how well Sting still competes, dude. He doesn't... Sting doesn't owe us anything, for one, okay? He doesn't owe the fans nothing. He's given us a phenomenal career. Awesome matches, great memories. This fool is still coming in here at an old age and killing the game. Yes, and it, and it's like we have said, he's a, a special appearance. He does it. He comes out here and there. Well, he comes out every time. He doesn't mess all the time. And then when he does, he delivers. Whoever's putting him oh, over, man. they do it very nicely. Um, I think we had a conversation about this. I can't remember. That post, Some, I think it was you or I posted it on our group, and it was like, oh, uh, Dan and Brian, Dan, uh, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, they should be special occasions. They shouldn't wrestle every time. And yep. I was thinking, no, that's not the case. Sting should be one of those people. And he's working his ass. I think I- he, he's – He's phenomenal at his age, and I know there's critics still saying, "Oh, you have an older guy in the ring. He's, you know, he's not letting other guys go over." He's a damn legend at this age. He still looks good. The wrestlers are putting him over. He is phenomenal. He's doing jumps. He's doing stinger splashes. He's doing scorpion death drops. The guy is just still going at this age. I, I'd have to look at. It somewhere on the internet see how old he is but he's still going up to this age and it's just crazy that it's been a year since he's been on AEW yeah dude um AEW is giving us oh that's the wrong sting hold on sorry about that yeah he's 62 60 yeah, damn 62 two. years old okay yeah I was googling and it popped up the other sting I was like there's no fucking way yeah the sting the, old, sting the singer okay anyway <laughs> AEW has given us something that WWE couldn't do, and that really bums me out because I wanted to see Sting in some top contending matches in WWE. Um, I feel like his AEW career has far surpassed what he whatever he did in WWE already. Like, in <laughs> he's just wrestling tag matches and having fun with this shit. You know what I mean? We, I don't think that we've gotten a singles match with Sting, have we? On on what? Um. On AEW? Has he done a singles yeah, well, match? Well, let's... Here, I'll tell you. Let me see. I don't think he uh, has. Six-man tag. I actually have the listing of his matches. Let's see. Six-man tag, 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 tag. Um, no singles. No, he has not had a singles match. He's so had... So that just, that's going to make it that much more special when he finally does And he's have had a total match. of six matches. Yep. Total of six and matches. And they've all been fun, dude. Every yeah. single match that compared he's had has his, been fun. Compared to his WWE career, he's had... He's three. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah, three, which I don't remember one of Sting Sting versus Big Show. I do not recall that. Ending in a DQ. I don't know why you would ever book that. In WWE? Yes. I don't even remember that. You might. I thought he had two matches with Seth. Uh, he had one, and that was the one he got injured. That was the one he got injured. Okay, that was the I one he, he got two. injured. He had uh, he tagged with Cena and defeated 
So um, then he Seth had four matches shows. then. No, three. No, because he fought Triple oh, H and Triple Mania. Oh, yeah, that's tri- yeah. And so that he was had four matches. Yeah, four matches. And I don't think everything else, TNA. So the thing that he did with Triple H was the only good thing that he did in WWE. Let's just go ahead and say uh, I'm kind of a fence on that. I don't know if that was that good. No, I'm just after just thinking about it, what? I don't know. It just, I loved you know, it. Come on. I know Triple H. I get it. Vince still has his vendetta about WCW. I mean, yeah, I like the, don't get me wrong. I like the whole NWO and uh, DX colliding. I think Sting should have won that match. I don't know. I, uh, well, you know, we discussed this um, on our WCW <laughs> winning the Monday Night War What If. Uh, it would have happened the same fucking way if, if Sting would have or I mean, if, if WCW would have won the war and we would have got a Triple H or Undertaker over, I guarantee the WCW guy is going over. That's just the way these guys book. It's the ego. Yeah, I honestly didn't I mind it. We got a lot of, we, you know, we did get a glimpse of what DX versus NWO would look like for a split second. It was fun. I had fun watching that match. I didn't, I didn't hate it. But anyway, in this match in AEW, Dude, once again, Sting did not owe us a fucking thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Boy jumps off the top rope onto the ground and and lands on, on FTR, dude. It looks so smooth. Holy cow. Like, I, I just don't get why he would even do that. He didn't have to do that, and the match was already good. Dude, there's one thing that happened, too, that Darby Allen was so, like, CM Punk was like chasing down MJF all throughout the arena. Yes, yes, of <laughs> that course. That was really funny. Both <laughs> these guys are blown the fuck up. You know what I mean? Out of nowhere, Darby Allen nails this bitch. <laughs> you want to go to war, Malachi? I said, bitch. I said, bitch. Out of nowhere, dude, this was a crazy ass dive. Dude, the speed that Darby Allen comes from or comes with is incredible, dude. I'm so scared for Darby Allen sometimes. He dives out those middle ropes so fast. I've never seen anything like him. It, he's very he's very reckless, but I love it. Yeah, it's like out of nowhere he just pops out of cannon and he just took out all three members. And he did this to um one of the gun brothers, if you recall. He did this he yeah. just randomly and I'm like, damn. Just it, for yeah, his it was size. Like a fucking tor- yeah. torpedo. Yeah, it's a it's a more extended tope suicida. With Darby. Yeah, but they, I wouldn't even call it a tope, dude. Like there, he does that thing so fast, nobody sees it coming. Excalibur couldn't even get the words tope and out of his And it's the way they do the camera angles too. You don't expect it. The, the yeah, camera angles are like spot on. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal, dude. This match was a lot of fun. The finish was a lot of fun. Um, seeing all three of the guys painted up in the ring was absolute. Uh, an absolute pleasure. I, I loved watching yeah. every bit of uh, bet every bit of this. I'm speechless right now. I'm fucking stuttering all over myself. It was so much fun, um, and I don't like trios matches. So once again, AEW, kudos, man. You've proved me wrong on why some trios matches can kick ass, and this is one of those situations. Yeah, it was just a phenomenal match. I was kind of wondering when they announced this the week before of um, a three and three match. Of how are they going to combat this? And they just delivered. They delivered. The face paint was one. The matching tires of FTR and MJF. The storyline plotting of MJF not going to fight CM Punk. Obviously, Sting and Darby have their beef with FTR. Everything just 
everything just collected collectively did great in the ring the chemistry was there what a phenomenal match yeah dude uh and on that note man um what i seen of AEW tonight was great i'm gonna go back and watch the rest of it because it sounded exciting the way you were you were explaining it um i feel bad that we can't that i can't give my thoughts on everything in the beginning <laughs> guys it's the holiday season man it's fucking busy we got christmas in two days um well christmas eve in two days that's and my, new year's that's coming up too so it's gonna yeah, probably be so yeah it's um it's crazy as you're hearing this uh christmas has come and gone but um that was what i was dealing with today not only that man the only thing that i had on my mind tonight was watching the fucking matrix the matrix dropped today and um, I still haven't watched it. I'm recording here with you, James. I'm waiting to uh, <laughs> finish finish editing this pod together. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then once we do that, or once I do that, I'm finally going to go um, sit on my couch and turn on my surround sound, and I'm watching The Matrix. And for those listening, if you say it suck, uh, sucked, I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> I'm a Matrix <laughs> nerd. I can't wait to watch this. I'm sure I'm going to love every bit of it. I don't care how corny it is. It's just one of those things, man. You know, just like some fans like that Jungle Boy promo tonight. I like the Matrix. <laughs> it's just the way. It, <laughs> it's just a, the way. Yeah, it, tomato, tomato. Um, yeah. Well, I'll be over here. Just uh, I keep complimenting, contemplating about wrapping enough gifts, which is the dude. Worst. Just fucking wrap the gifts already. I'm too lazy, dude. You? I'm if I'm cheap, I would just be like here. I'm just putting them in a plastic bag. Here, Merry Christmas. That is unacceptable. Yeah, well, I'm I'm playing Santa. Santa's a little uh, there's a shortage on Christmas wrapping this year. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> you gotta get in the holiday spirit, brother. Oh, I, trust me, I got the wrapping paper. I got all the gifts. I could show you them. I'm off air, but there's so many like right next to me that I need to get done tonight because I am not doing yeah. this. Well, we're gonna end this recording, and you better get that shit together, man. You got two days. <laughs> The clock is ticking, dude. The that's, clock is that, ticking. That's fine. That's fine. I got some gifts I can just... Yeah, I'll just deal with them after, so... Well, I got you something, too. Don't you want to know what it is? Let's see what you got. <laughs> I was waiting for something. Oh. These nuts. <laughs> got him. I had to. I'm sorry. Yeah, that... On that note, I hope you guys enjoy the what if segment. <laughs> enjoy the rest of this show. Merry Christmas. Yo. Yo, what's going on, dude? Hey, I'm calling you from the Roadcaster. Oh, word. Yeah, dude. Hey, um, so I just got a call from the network. Yeah, what's up? They say that uh, they have booked Chris Williams for Trill Talk at the Roseland Theater in Portland, Oregon next week. You're, you're, you're joking. No, not at all. That's just not going to fly. We're, we're going to we're gonna have to get to this motherfucker because this is just ridiculous. Well, good thing we have ends with Prestige Wrestling and we're able to get into this fucking theater because um yeah, I don't I don't think he has any idea what's 
what's coming up. Well, why the fuck would he even come to my area, dude? I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, book your flight. I'm going to pay for your flight and I'll have you up here by next week. Yeah, that's fine. We, this, this guy's not going to sabotage our project just because he feels like he's entitled to do whatever the hell he wants because he claims the network loves him when that's not the case. So he's not, he's not getting away with this. That's that. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I guess we're, we're ready for round two. Then if we got to get kicked out of the Roseland theater, then so be it, man. I'm tired of our, uh, our show getting fucked with. That's fine. Round two. I don't mind getting kicked out as long as he gets his ass kicked. All right. Out of the beat. All right, man. Well, I will call you when I'm ready to record this episode, dude. All right. All right. Take, take, care. take it easy, dude. July 7th, 1996, at World Championship Wrestling's Bash at the Beach, an unthinkable heel turn changed the industry forever. The massive chance taken that night is in many ways responsible for modern wrestling storylines, place in pop culture, and enduring nostalgic appeal. In the main event of Bash at the Beach, Hulk Hogan revealed himself as a mysterious third member of Kevin Nash and Scott Hall's team turning to the dark side and spitting in the face of his longtime fans. As fans showered the ring with heaps of debris, Hogan and Gene Okerlund, a pair famous for their interviews in the glory days of the World Wrestling Federation, stood beside each other. Hogan let it be known that he was the man responsible for the WWF phenomenon and then proclaimed the birth of the new world order in professional wrestling. Hogan had been a fixture in the world title picture since his arrival in the summer of 1994. But his tired and true message of saying your prayers and eating your vitamins no longer held the same weight by the midpoint of 1996. And with interest in Hogan's waning, WCW president Eric Bischoff saw this as the perfect time to turn Hulk Hogan into wrestling's premier villain. Wrestling had taken a downturn in the 90s, Bischoff said. Vince McMahon had his issues with the steroid trials and the distractions with that. Everything was declining. In terms of live audience, no one was drawing big numbers in the United States. Bischoff was visiting Japan and seeing packed crowds at the Tokyo Dome. So he studied the difference between that was being presented in America against what was in Japan. The biggest difference was that it was treated so real in Japan he was talking about the talent, the fans, even the media. So he approached Hulk Hogan a little under a year earlier about turning heel and changing the direction of his character. Hogan was not interested. During the next few months, it became a little more obvious to Hulk that the red and yellow guy from the 80s wasn't working anymore. He knew it. Bischoff knew it. The fans knew it but it took a few more months for him to realize it enough to make that change. With or without Hogan, a new group featuring Hall and Nash would be formed at Bash at the Beach. Bischoff honed in on Sting as the best fit for the third man. Imagining Sting as the third man is one of wrestling's most dizzying what-ifs. Sting certainly would have worked a convincing style as a heel, but Hall and Nash were cast perfectly as the outsiders. On the other hand, Sting embodied WCW, and having Hogan eventually return in red and yellow to fight off Sting, Hall and Nash fills 
like merely a new twist on an old story. In an era where Bischoff craved a more reality-based product, having Hogan the ultimate WCW outsider who wasn't far removed from a babyface title reign of 469 days with Hall and Nash felt extraordinary. Hogan was the face of the golden era in 80s wrestling. He had crossed over into the mainstream during that period and there was no one else who could have made that heel turn feel as substantial. Today we're going to take a look back to see what it would have been like if Hollywood Hogan never joined the NWO. What would it have looked like if Sting was that third man? What would it have looked like if we had other possibilities? What if? What if? All right, so today we are talking about what if Hollywood Hogan never joined the NWO back in 1996. We didn't get that phenomenal heel turn. Uh, probably the most controversial thing that happened uh, back in the early 90s. Um, it would have been a whole different world for Hulk Hogan, man. Uh, I'm I'm personally happy that this happened because it would have been <laughs> tragic <laughs> if we would have gotten some... Uh, a different third man to join the NWO and it wasn't Hollywood Hogan. I think that he really fit the mold for the NWO. Are you excited to talk about this today, James? I am. And I actually got a lot of notes on this and some things I did not know about. So, um, yeah. Um, Hulk Hogan being the third man was the, it, it's practically the most iconic thing in WCW. Of course, the one guy that everyone loved and just him notably doing the leg drop on Savage was the big bomb drop the talk of the world it's um man i mean him forming and joining the nw was the biggest thing in wrestling and i don't think anything to this day will ever ever shock wrestling fans that's just that that's that's in the legacy of professional sports and um it's that's the first thing you think of of wrestling is man hulk hogan of course, the biggest name in wrestling there is to turn heel that no one expected. He was a big kid role model what about eating vitamins and whatnot. And um, yeah, you wonder what if he was not the third member of the NWO? Yeah, dude. Uh, I remember that when this happened, I watched this live on pay-per-view as a kid. I was crushed um, to see... I've never seen anything so crazy before because I've seen all the fans and how pissed off they were and throwing all the garbage into the ring. And then Hogan, of course, getting on the mic and, and telling me and Gene, you know, like all that stuff about saying your prayers, eating your vitamins, you know, all, all that stuff was all garbage. And the fans are garbage for believing that, dude. I was like bawling my eyes out as a kid. I was like, this is bullshit, man. I fucking... I followed this guy my whole life, dude. <laughs> Did all of this stuff. Uh, yeah, it was it was totally upsetting. There was there's never been anything in wrestling as big as this moment. I'm going to go on and say it. This was the probably the biggest moment in professional wrestling history. Uh you can say what you want about Hollywood Hulk Hogan or Hulk Hogan. Um there was nothing to top this, dude. The, the, nothing will ever draw as much heat as he did that night. There has never been a heel turn as as controversial as this. This was genius on Eric Bischoff's part. And if you think about it, it really saved Hogan's career. If you think about it. It did. It did. It, and that is definitely what we're going to talk about today. Um, well, speaking about him going to NWO, 
Um, I actually got some facts here. So he actually never wanted to go heel. Um, he had a lot of situation. He actually like had a lot of stress over this of uh, going to NWO when Bischoff's like, hey, I want to be out there. You should be the third guy. I think it's going to line up perfectly. And his response to Derek was like, well, of course, Brooke and Nick were at the ages of eight and five. And he thought, oh, it's going to affect my kids. Um, merch sales were going to drop because heels at the time were not really making good sales on merch. <laughs> Isn't that funny? NWO shirt was one of the largest selling yeah, merchandise Yeah, I know, items. right? Just a coincidence that, you know, he says that and it was the biggest damn thing in wrestling. Um, I mean, I, at this point, almost every wrestling fan has an NWO shirt. I know I have one. You probably have one. I don't um, have one now. I want to pick up an I do want to get another one though. <laughs> I had one when I was a kid. I had a Wolfpack shirt. I haven't had an NWO shirt in years, but I would love to pick up another one. And I think I'm gonna hit WWE shop up and get one. <laughs> there you go, WWE Shop. Shout out. Um, like I said, it saved this career. Um and Linda, of course, his ex wife, she was thinking about the money and said, There's no money in heels, it wasn't working. And Hogan's other thing was he was in the community he lo- that he lived in. You know, his neighbors, they loved Hulk Hogan, the role model. He was a positive influence. So, and look how things turned. Now, you know, joining the NWO, biggest damn thing in professional sports, and that changed WCW dramatically. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I don't think that uh, without Hulk Hogan joining the NWO, well, not necessarily Hulk Hogan. I mean, maybe they could have made it work with somebody else, but... With Hulk Hogan joining the NWO, it definitely brought in those ratings, man. The ratings just turned towards WCW. Everybody was was curious about what this was going to lead to. Uh, little did we know it was going to lead to the entire roster of WCW joining the fucking NWO. And that <laughs> That's was pretty be much oversat- it. Oversaturated. We ended up having the LWO and the the Wolfpack, <laughs> NWO Black and Red. Sting even eventually hopped over. <laughs> it was a it was a straight mess. But um, other than that, man, I mean, what do you, if Hulk Hogan didn't decide to turn heel? You know, he rubbed that Fu Manchu and said, "It isn't working for me, brother." And somebody else joined the NWO. What? what first of all, who would that somebody be? Would it have been Sting? That, do you think? Because Sting, Sting was ready. That was the he plan. He was ready to be on so, board. So How do you think that would have worked? So originally the plan was like Eric's like, you know, they obviously they had the two on three match. Of course, everyone knows. Um, I guess I'll relate it before I say it. As a kid, as you were watching this, I believe you were watching it live. Who did you think it was going to be this, the third man, since they kept teasing it on TV? I did not think it was going to be Hulk Hogan. I'll tell you that much. When Hulk Hogan came down... And Bobby Heenan was going nuts, like talking about, oh no, Hogan's coming to save him. You know, here comes Hulk Hogan, and everybody's going nuts. And I was going nuts, like, yeah, you know, kick these fucking guys' ass. Like, like get these guys out of here, dude. They're beating up the match. <laughs> save this fool. I, of course, nobody gave a damn about Lex Luger in this match, but um, I was I was more worried about Macho Man. And then when Hulk Hogan came and dropped that leg on Macho Man, I'd never seen it coming, dude. Like, nowadays, if that same angle was going to happen, I would have called it, you know, I, I, I would have called it a, 100 miles away. As, as soon as you see, if you go back and, and watch the tape, um you can definitely see it on Hulk Hogan's face, what he was about to do. Oh, of course. But, it was... but as a kid, nobody, you know, 
this is before the Meltzers of the world and before everybody. You know, I wasn't uh, a an instigator, if you will. I wasn't a wrestling observer, subscriber, or none of that stuff. I didn't even know about this shit until, you know, the internet became a thing. <laughs> but at the time, um, you know, kayfabe was still very much there. And there weren't spoilers. There wasn't dirt sheets. There wasn't all that shit for most fans to to have full access to. Um, so no, I didn't at the time. I didn't even suspect Hulk Hogan for turning. I thought he was legit coming down to save him. And I didn't know who was going to be the third man because I didn't see Sting um, becoming the third man. Um, Sting was in this match getting beat down, so I didn't see Sting. Uh, becoming the third man. I didn't know who else it could have possibly been. Um, I think that when I was a kid, I was like, oh, it's probably, it, maybe it's somebody else from WWE, you know? Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, maybe it's somebody else from WWE. Yeah, so um, I actually have a couple names here, but, of course, the one that's been mentioned um, was Sting was the backup. It was just pretty much at the time of, Hogan, you need to come out during the match. It was just, we're just going to let the match play off. If you don't go, we have Sting as backup. He's ready to go. And what do you know? Hogan came out. But Sting was ultimately the first runner-up after Hogan to come out to join the NWO. Um, and I know for sure his impact would have not been as huge at Hogan's alone. No, no, nowhere um, near. But let's talk about how that would have gone, like, now that we've said that it wouldn't have been as huge. Uh, why wouldn't it have been? Like, why why wouldn't it have been as big as Hulk Hogan? I know that Hulk Hogan was a bigger star. Of course. But... Um, let's point out the fact that Sting Sting was very much a babyface, but he wasn't doing the kind of stuff that Hulk Hogan was, and didn't have the fan base that Hulk Hogan did with the kids and the say your prayers, eat your vitamins, brother. Like they didn't have none of that shit. Like it was just Sting. He was just a normal babyface, and he was mainly over with the adult crowd. I mean, he did have a lot of kids that loved him, but I just don't see it being as much of a shocker. Um, it still would have been a shocker. I, I believe it would have been a shocker, but I think that for longevity, it wouldn't have been as good as what Hulk Hogan did because Hulk Hogan really made you fucking hate this guy. Like, um, he was doing some things, some coward ass things, you know, that we weren't used to seeing Hulk Hogan doing, like running away and, you know, they were jumping people in the back. They were jumping people at ringside. They were spray painting people's backs. They were, he was taking off the weight belt and whipping them in the back. It was there was a lot of heel things that we would have just never thought Hulk Hogan was capable of doing, and it happened. So I don't I don't see how Sting could have turned those tides. And if you think about it, the NWO would have not been going on as long as it did. I think WCW maybe would have been in business for a little longer. To be honest, I don't think you would have backstage politics in the back. It would have not been the same regimen. Um, so do you think that Hulk Hogan alone being the third man possibly created a bad work environment? In a way, I mean, he did because the way he transitioned, he was the poster boy for Vince. Vince practically went of how he wants to do things. You're going to listen to me. Hey, WCW, you want me to come over? Well, give me, I got to be at the damn top. I was the top guy in WWE. Vince he McMahon had full creative me, control in his contract, yeah, and too. that's the thing that when Eric was going to book him, he's like thinking, no, uh, Hogan's just going to shut it down and say, no, I'm not joining that damn group. And um, Sting, I, I mean, 
Sting was not as huge. The name alone wasn't as big at the time compared to Hulk Hogan. Um, you would have never got, I mean, you, you would have never got 97 Starcade, the incident. You would have probably not got even, if you think about Sting would have stayed in wrestling a little longer, we might not even have him on current AEW television. There might not even been TNA because of everything. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so, which I might mention, yeah, it's been 20, well, I believe, yeah, 25 years since the formation of, of, uh, NWO. That was actually on July 7th in 1996. So it's been 25 years, a quarter century since it happened. That's insane, dude. That just makes me feel old. So what you're saying is if Hulk Hogan didn't join the NWO, Sting being the NWO, um, he, he would have been the third man, obviously, according to Eric Bischoff. Um, this would have led to a better work environment for one, possibly. Um, maybe we would have, uh, I don't know. I th- I feel like Hall and Nash kind of still had their stroke and had a, had a big uh, say-so in that WCW locker room. I still don't think that we would have seen a Rey Mysterio as heavyweight champion. Of course not. And I don't know if the pairing with him and Hall, Hall and Nash, I don't know if it would have would have just not stuck out with Sting. Just would have just, you know, he would have stuck, he would have stuck out as a sore thumb. I don't know if it would have worked. Maybe they would have had a pair well, maybe, with somebody maybe, else. Maybe Sting gets rid of the face paint. He could. I mean, Steve Steve Borden would have just been on on top. I I don't know how that would have looked. Didn't he do that in the main event Mafia? Wasn't he I, in the main yes, event Mafia he, without he no did that, face paint and yes, shit? Yes, and uh, it was. I, I thought it was good. Um, I think Sting could have pulled it off. Man. He could have. It could have brought another, another pers- personality into the sport. Um. Just, Look at Hulk I Hogan, just, dude. He stuck out like a sore thumb. Like nobody expected Hulk Hogan to be there with the of third course, man. Of course, and, as um, the third man. You know, it's uh, it, man, it's just crazy to think about it. This thing would have been the backup, and I don't know if how how would have transitioned. Um, I don't think the Wolfpack would have formed. To be honest, I don't think that would have ever happened if Sting joined. There would have been a lot of storylines that would have been messed up, right? Like we wouldn't have gotten the whole Sting versus Hogan build up for a year over a of year. Of course, the incident you would have maybe we, would, we wouldn't have gotten we wouldn't have gotten Sting joined the Wolfpack because he was already black and white. Yeah, and you would have. And if he did never, join the Wolfpack, it would have been a whole different look. Hogan would have been in the Attitude Era. Um. You would have maybe had a different result. Yeah, let's talk about that. Do you think that if Hulk Hogan didn't join the NWO, do you think he would have went back to WWE at some point? There was a rumor that he was supposed to go back, and I think just the money that got thrown on him and the creative control got thrown to him. He's like, I got to take this deal. Um, I don't know how long he would have lasted. I, they could have done certain things with him. Um, I mean, I know he was, I don't remember what age he was at the time. He still had some some wrestling in him still to go on. Um, I, I don't know if it would have worked, but I think he would have stayed for a little bit longer. Um, he was probably the poster boy. I don't know if he would have stuck out there still because eventually Rock and Austin were now the poster boys. I Hogan would have been there still. I don't know if he would ever turn heel generally. I don't think he would have fit back in the WWE at this point because in 96, their whole thing was different. Yeah. You had Bret Hart. You had Shawn Michaels. You had Stone Cold now in there. Uh, I don't think that Hulk Hogan would have fit in what they were they were trying to push. And then, of course, you had the whole Huckster thing. 
and the whole uh, Nacho Man and all the <laughs> all the stuff that Vince was taking shots at at the time. This was in '96, so um, I don't know, man. I don't think that Hulk Hogan would have went back to WCW. But one thing is for sure, I think that we still would have seen that Hulk Hogan versus Sting at Starcade. It was just obviously going to be flip flopped. <laughs> How weird would that fucking be? Yeah, it's um, man, it just would have. I I don't think it would have worked for him. I I don't know how. I don't know if he would have stayed in longer. He might have just brilliantly left. Maybe maybe he stuck out for maybe two more years and then just said, "I'm I'm out of here." I don't know, man. That that guaranteed money that he was getting is a pretty big deal, and you know, uh, Hogan ain't gonna turn down that kind of money, especially with uh, working with big names. Still, like I said, he would have still. He would have still gotten the 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 Starcade run, I think, but it would have been Hogan winning the belt instead of Sting because Sting would have probably been the champion. He would have been the one spray painting the belt and doing his thing, or maybe they the spray paint wouldn't even exist. I don't know how uh how that would even work out if it was spray painted by Sting or uh, I think Hulk Hogan came up with that, didn't he? I think he did. Um... It's just, I don't know. I don't think the name would have lived so much with, like I said, with Sting joining the NWO. Um, there was actually other options too, if you want to know who they were. Um, yeah, Brett obviously him. had his problems with WWE, as you know. He left, so he was actually a rumored to be the leader. Um, Goldberg was at one point to be rumored you know as what? leader. You know what, Bret Hart leading the NWO probably would have been interesting. Yeah, and I don't think he would have came back to do the. I don't think they would have ever left and brought him back. We would have probably not got anything with him and uh, Sean. I don't. I don't know. Brett might have moved the needle. Brett would have. Yeah, I, I think that Brett could have worked that shit promo wise. It would have been really good with Brett. But this was in '96, and Brett didn't leave until '97. So, um, I don't know, man. It's it's hard to tell. At the time, what would have been fantastic to think of is if Sean wanted to make the sh- the the jump, and Sean mm-hmm. Michaels was the third man, and then you really got the click in WCW. That would have been fucking oh yeah, awesome. Sean just being the biggest. I mean, I mean, he was. If you think about it, he was the poster boy over there too. He was Vince's guy. He wanted it his way. He was a complete a hole backstage. He would have made it done the same exact thing as Hogan. I, I mean, could you imagine him, Nash? Shawn Michaels Paul? was a good mouthpiece. I th- I feel like. Yeah, I could see I him like being world champion. Off you could have right got way. if you think you could have got Sean versus Sting. I mean, how brilliant would that have been? Sean versus Sting, possibly. I'll, could you imagine if Shawn Michaels was a third man and we never got a Degeneration X? <laughs> how much would have changed? Like Hunter would have probably not been the same. Um, I mean, could you see Sean just coming in and? You're wondering what the hell Sean's on WCW television. Here he is, super kicking Macho Man. You, you Sean Michaels flipped. at the time, '96 was their biggest, their biggest athlete. That was their champion, right? Yeah, that was the biggest athlete. And then I think it was when Austin kind of was getting his course up there. And um, I know he had his issues. I know he didn't want to drop the belt, if I'm not mistaken. Or and uh, it was Brett that didn't want to drop the belt. Brett, and if it's just, uh, I mean, those are two two vicious names you could have put out there. Either Sean, Brett, um, I don't know where Goldberg fell in, but that was a rumor for Goldberg to be the damn leader. 
Um, Goldberg was just now starting, though, at the time. See, so that unless been, they that held the storyline back, that would have made sense. Unless they brought back, unless they moved over the formation of the NWO later on at a different date instead of '96. Who knows? I don't think it would have had the impact it did, though. In '96, it would have been it, it was huge. But I mean, all these all these are fun fun ideas. You know what I mean? And I. I I know we wanted to talk about the longevity of Hulk Hogan if he didn't join the NWO, but I think the longevity for WCW would have still been there. I think that he would have still, I think he still would have had his big money. I think he still would have been a big name. Um, I, I just don't see him throwing away the career just because he wasn't a heel. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they still could have worked that shit. Like if Sting was the, if Sting was the third man then we got Hogan versus Sting at Starcade 97 still yeah just still just in that. different roles just in different roles and would yep. they have built and would they have done something similar of would we have of the finish we, probably not uh, probably would it would have been, been a clean finish brother yeah that's pretty much it um <laughs> there's uh, I got other names here uh, not pitched for leaders but let's let's put it in the perspective that they were leaders um the names i had there was rumor of Chris Canyon joined the NWO, but as Mortis, um, not as Mortis. I'm sorry, as him as the For, as a third man, not a third man. Well, you let's just put names out there. I, I I went through a list and there was names that hey, what if they joined the NWO or put them? In, let's put them in the. As so a these are just names that you're throwing. So into Chris the Canyon, okay. When he was on mass, they said they looked toughness for him. That it might have worked for him. Um, I don't know if it would. I don't think he would have worked as a leader. Um, Rick Steiner, there was possible talks of him going to NWO, which never made sense because Scott turned on him. Here's one that I actually found facts on. DDP was actually pitched to be the fourth man of the NWO. What if he was the leader? Hmm. He was a heel, too, at the time. I don't think that he was a big enough star at the time to to have moved that needle, but um, interesting, you know, Um, looking back on it now. Yeah. Um, let's see, we got Sid Vicious, but this was in 99 when they were trying to rebrand the NWO a little bit and, uh, he was possibly going to be in there. Um, one that actually did intrigue me was Eddie because they did believe that if Eddie joined the NWO, he would have got pushed to the max and maybe never went to WWE because I know he had this thing against the booking and that's why he started the LWO. What if he was the leader of the NWO? Uh, I don't think it would have worked. Eddie just is as phenomenal as Eddie Guerrero was. He still wasn't a he still wasn't a Hulk Hogan name. You get what I'm saying? He wasn't as big as Hulk Hogan no, when it came. It, to that's wrestling. the thing. It's kind of hard. The only one that really fits realistically is probably Sting or Brett. Those are the, or Sean. Those are probably the three names I can think of that would have. Those maybe, are definitely the three in, the most interesting names that I can yeah, think of as well. Of course, um, um, Triple H. There was talks that he was possibly going to go to WCW and be the and if maybe he was the leader instead of Sean. I don't know how that would have worked. Um, Jericho did ask to go to the NWO, but I don't know if he was. I mean, he had the heel power. He was a big. He was a big name, but not compared to Hope. Yeah, I don't I don't know if uh Triple H would have worked out either. Like I said, it would have had to have been a really big name to have the same kind of impact that Hulk Hogan did in 96 to get that much heat. Um and it would have had to have been somebody that was 
a true fan favorite. As a matter of fact, I don't think that any of those three could have gotten the heat that Hulk Hogan got. I, I just don't see it happening. I think that Hulk Hogan was the most unexpected guy to do that heel turn. Um, I think that it still could have been great. We could have got some cool storylines out of it. I would have loved to see Shawn Michaels in there with uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. That would have been phenomenal just knowing the history. And looking back on it now, it would be a great story to tell. But um, I, even with Shawn Michaels joining, I don't see – because Shawn Michaels has already been a heel in his career um, – when he was running around with Sherry, you know, when he first turned on Marty Jannetty, he he was a heel for a while yes. before he became that babyface. I just don't think that it would have had the impact that Hulk Hogan did because Hulk Hogan had never been a heel. Sting had never been a heel. So those two probably were the right decision by Bischoff. It's, um, you know, it's just hard to, to like think about it. I mean, there's really like a couple names you can think of that would have took over Hogan in the NWL things would have changed. Like I, I'm still sticking to it. The environment would have been a lot different. Um, I, I can see there probably would have been future stars. Some that we don't think would have maybe joined the WWE, Ray Mysterio, Eddie, Benoit. I think those names would have been featured more on television with sting being the leader, but I don't know how long it would have lasted. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if the NWO shirts would be selling as much compared to what they were selling then. It's just a different aspect of, of just just the name alone. That's what just that was brilliant by Eric. Of hey, we got to go up with the biggest name, and you put the biggest draw up there, and grab Hogan of all people. And it was the leg dropper heard around the world. I you know could you see a stinger splash, or or anything of that sort that would break the wall for anybody? I don't think it would have been as big whatsoever yeah, a scorpion death drop you know would it would have it might have but it's just like a leg drop it's just the way hogan i mean hogan was when you thought of wrestling that is the first name you think of sting yeah he was big but not as big as hogan sean his name was relevant but i don't know if, maybe sean's if i had to do a ranking sorts uh, it's tough between him and sean and brett i don't know that's kind of a juggle right there yeah um like I said, man, I'm gonna go ahead and stick with the original. Hulk Hogan was just the the needle mover in this. Sting, I th I still think would have been a good uh, number two, just because he was another top guy in WCW who had never been heel. Um, yeah, would um, but then again, you know, it would have been a bummer that we didn't get to see that Sting that we did. You know, he, we wouldn't have got to see that Crow Sting where he didn't talk, and um, that was just such a phenomenal gimmick. But, um. <laughs> who knows maybe would have we would have gotten a darker hollywood hulk hogan <laughs> you know or not hollywood but he we would have gotten a darker hulk hogan doubtful but i mean here's wishful thinking you know what i mean um yeah i mean that's that's pretty much it for for our booking on hollywood hogan there's not too many different scenarios you could put on this um other than you know we already know the facts sting was the number two guy um, it was really clever of you, James, to throw in Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart today. I feel like that would, those two would probably be the closest out of WWE if they were going to bring in the third guy from WWE. Those two would have been the the best case scenario from that option. And I'll, I'll tell you this: that the NWO should have just stayed in WCW, but instead they dragged it out and brought it to WWE, and it was just, it was too much. That a horrible rebranding of bringing. 
Um, I think that's why Triple H got brought in of because of when Sean joined, which was very awkward to me. Booker T, you had Big Show, and I think the rumor was Triple H was supposed to join in that rebranding of of the NWO. It was just very very awful. I didn't, I don't know why they kept dragging it on. Um, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it because I really don't. I think I stopped watching wrestling at a certain point in this in this period, but I think it's kind of interesting to see a WWE version of the NWO. Uh, Pac, I don't know. It was uh, X Pac. I think was yeah. It was X Pac. Yeah, I'm trying to help me out here. I think it was X Pac, Big Show, um, Booker T. Oh, man, there was other members. I don't remember somebody else. Should... Was that when Hulk Hogan got out of the NWO? I think so. I think that's when he left, or he was doing something else. I remember they dedicated that. That was when the, when the Rock turned him back to babyface. Yeah, yeah. And they started tagging. And then they or just whatever. did that. Yeah, I remember they had that big old. What was it? it was like that big six man tag. I think that everyone talks about. It was like the NWO yeah. versus like Austin. That was definitely a Vince call. I guarantee it. They were like, we need to see you back in the red and yellow. You know what I mean? The merchandise sales are there. Blah, yeah, brother. Blah. Like, it's, nah, it's, fuck you that. Know, you should have kept them as Hollywood. And then do the Hogan. whole thing with bringing the NWO. Hey, No Way Out starts with NWO. Let's bring it here. It was it's just, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Look, uh, things would have changed. WCW maybe would have lasted longer. Maybe not. I don't know. But then a lot of things would have never changed. Some wrestlers would have never jumped over so I don't know, Jericho. You would have yeah, never Vince seen McMahon Eddie. Was just hell bent on on getting back at that war, man. Do you want to go to war, Balaki? He just he just couldn't get enough of <laughs> he just couldn't get enough of shitting on WCW after he beat them out. But I mean, I, I I'm gonna go ahead and call this a wrap, dude. Um, this is this is as, as good of the booking as we can get as, as far as Hulk Hogan's career. I think we come to the conclusion that. Uh, it definitely played out the way it should have, but if it didn't, um, there was still a couple options that that would have made it good, but we would have been missing out on some uh, classic storylines, obviously. <laughs> um, I don't think that the longevity would have been affected at all in Hulk Hogan's career if he if he didn't if he didn't join the NWO just because he got that guaranteed money, and I know that Bischoff was really close with Hulk Hogan coming in, so I don't see that getting ruined at all. So we're just going to leave it at this, man. Hulk Hogan joining the NWO, most controversial uh, heel turn ever in professional wrestling. Possibly one of the biggest things that have ever happened in pro yeah. wrestling. I can't think of a bigger thing that has ever happened in pro wrestling than Hulk Hogan turning heel at Bash of the Beach 1996. Yeah, Not, Nothing will uh, ever match to that. Maybe the biggest thing, maybe if Cena turned heel. Maybe because I know everyone's been asking for that for some time. It would have to be done right though, and dirt sheets couldn't get a hold of that shit. Nobody yeah, could. it would be have to be silent. Nobody I don't know would. how they would. I don't know who he would have to attack to go through this. I, and, and it still wouldn't have been the same reaction because if if Cena turns heel, the crowd's gonna pop. Yeah, it would <laughs> see. It would have been different. I mean, if you take it nowadays, if Hogan turned heel nowadays, if you replayed this whole thing and this never happened. Hogan stayed a face for his whole career, and then he turned heel. Uh, yeah. You know, fans yeah, would probably I be just, cheering for it. I don't know. If yeah, things if that would change today, wrestling, yeah, the, the heels, the, the fans would pop it because it's cool to be a heel nowadays. Yeah, That's now just it's the way it you're is, cool man. if you root for the heel and you boo for the face. Things have changed in professional wrestling. So, I mean, could well, you? Well, on this note, man, <laughs> speaking about the NWO, um, let's fantasy book this would you ever like to see another nwo remake 
To be honest, no, no, because there's been no? I don't I it was too it was over dragged. There was like you said, half the damn roster was in the damn MWO. Okay, so let, I don't I let's, just let's, let's rephrase that. Would you ever like to see a faction like the NWO again? I know TNA tried not, to do something like this and it did not work out. Not, um, yeah, well, the main event mafia, right? Uh, I think it was Aces and Eights or oh, Aces and Eights. Group. Yeah, no, that I was just, that was I trash. Just, I, I don't know. I just let's I think never... about something in AEW, just a rebellious <sighs> faction leading just, with MJF. Oh man! Besides the Pinnacle, because the Pinnacles that that faction. I don't know. Is so I weird think it's just a me. one and done cause to me personally. I think maybe some, I don't know. I just, I don't think it should have really, like I said, dragged over to WWE side. Um, I think it's just, so a, I think it's just, just a one and done. Left in the That's past, practically huh? just, yeah, leave history alone. Don't do it again. You can do a faction like four members, like the Evolutions and, you know, the Heart Foundations of the world. I don't think it would have worked to be, to be personally honest. I just wouldn't want to see it again. It's just a rinse and recycle repeat thing. WWE screwed that up, in my opinion, of just bringing it over. Of course, Vince has his retribution, and I'm just gonna stick it up to WCW's ass and just show him like I got, I got them, brother, and just do whatever the hell I want with them and just kill the faction down until it burns to the ground. That's what he's practically did, and I think that's it. I think that was the final nail to the coffin. Just drop it. I don't see it happening in any other company, <laughs> nor shouldn't. All Aces right, and eights was horrible. Main event mafia was okay, but that was that wasn't even close to it. Aces and Ace were just horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of Aces and Aids myself. Um it just it, it, it did not compare, obviously, to um the NWO. Uh, it's kinda hard to compare it to the NWO if you ask I mean, me. I, but the only thing I could think of is like they were a three man group. They should have just maybe left it that way. Another group that I could think of modernly was the Shield, and then eventually they went their own separate ways. It turned into one guy turning on the other two members. I think that was I know a shocker you weren't expecting that one. Yeah, absolutely, man. So um, that'll that'll conclude this NWO What If episode, guys. Next week we're gonna start on a little a uh, little more touching of a subject. Next week, James, do you realize what next week is? And you got to remind me again one more time. <laughs> All right. Well, next week we are doing what if Eddie Guerrero was still with us? <sighs> We're going to be fantasy booking him in AEW. We're going to be fantasy booking him in some of WWE stuff. Um, this is going to be fun, dude. It's going to be fun to think about what matches we could have possibly had with Eddie Guerrero. Um Maybe storylines, championships. Dominic. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Dominic would have be been a big one. About. Yeah. So we're starting out our next four, guys. We've gotten through our first four of the What If series. Next week is uh, What If Eddie Was Still With Us. The following week, What If Bret Hart Never Got Screwed. And then after that, What If Stone Cold Steve Austin Didn't Retire Early. Um, and then after that, What If Sting... Never went crow. That one will probably be a short episode. Just warning you. <laughs> uh, not much to talk about there. Um, it was requested, so we're going to try to dig into that as much as we possibly can. Uh, but next week, I'm really excited to talk about Eddie Guerrero. 
Yeah, very touchy topic. Uh, like I said, I wish he was still here. And uh, sadly, that's not the case. Um, but it would have been a whole different element. That's that's for sure. So I don't want to give up too much more. You'll just have to wait till the next episode. Yeah, absolutely, guys. All right. Well, you guys can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Pro Wrestling Shoot. You can follow us on Twitter at TPWS Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube, guys. Um, subscribe to that shit. We ain't we ain't putting we didn't put a video out for a couple weeks, but we're gonna be we're gonna be adding some stuff, man. We just uh, I had to get through these holidays, man. I'm I'm in the middle of remodeling my studio, so it's kind of a mess on camera in my area. Um, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube, the pro wrestling shoot, go check out the videos, uh, like share comments, do all that stuff that helps us out in the algorithm. Go to Apple podcasts, give us a five star rating and a, give us a friendly review and share this podcast with a friend. I hope you guys are enjoying everything that we're doing. Uh, minus, you know, a few botches that we have from uh, a certain chris williams on this show but other than that man we will catch you next week i'm jesse carter he's james Pinard jr have a fantastic week and i hope you had a awesome christmas peace this is the pro wrestling shoot this is the pro wrestling show here we go again this is the pro This is your host, Jesse Carter. Oh, wrestling show! It's about to get exciting.